Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast. I'm Joey Price and I have a very, very special guest with us here today, Dee Ann Turner, uh, Senior Executive at Chick-fil-A. And she's here to talk to us about culture, developing a, a prime culture in your organization, and some of the lessons she's learned in developing culture as she's uh, been experienced in, in the area. So thank you for joining me on the Business Life and Coffee podcast. Joey, it's certainly my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So uh, you just recently had a conversation today at the Sherm Convention on Talent. Uh, how did that presentation go, and, and what were some of the things that you discussed? Well, I always like to ask the audience how the presentation went, but I certainly enjoyed being with them. And, and today what I shared with them is, is some of our key principles around building a team that creates a compelling culture. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we talked about the importance of selection of talent and how we do that at Chick-fil-A is through the three C's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we select for character, competency, and chemistry. And then we talked about stewarding talent and sustaining talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's, let's start off with the idea of stewarding talent. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of organizations, and as an HR consultant, I work with uh, companies on this area where we feel like you can recruit an, indiver- an individual they come ready to go out of the box and they're just automatically ready to face the challenges of your organization. Um, but with a, talk to us about stewarding a, an employee and what that, what that really means. Well, one of the reasons we, we focus on stewardship is because we invest so much in the selection process at Chick-fil-A. My, my former CEO, Truett Cathy, who um, founded Chick-fil-A, he always said that we weren't in the chicken business, we're in the people business. Mm-hmm and that people decisions are the most important decisions we make. So given that those are the most important decisions, once we've invested in making great selections, then the other thing that we want to do um, is steward that talent, and just like we would any other resource. If you're going to be a good steward of your resources, it doesn't just include financial ones, but it includes your talent as well. Mm -hmm. And so we want to focus on making sure that people get a great onboarding experience, that they get the help they need around performance management, Um, that they um, have opportunities to grow and develop. Um, And I like to talk about, and it's my pleasure, the book I talk about, you know, fostering people's dreams even um, is part of the stewardship opportunity that we have. Uh, I saw on Twitter there was a quote that you had in your presentation. Uh, People will stay with you to make a living, but talent will stay with you to make a life. What does that mean to you? So where that comes from is that I talk about the difference of hiring people or selecting talent. And so hiring people to me is is more of a statement about quantity. And do I have enough people to run this shift? Do I have enough accountants to get the P&Ls done? Do I have enough of, you know, whatever role it is? But selecting talent is finding the people with exactly the right skills Um, for what your needs are in the organization and then thinking ahead to what your needs will be in the future so that you're selecting people that help you not only now but build your leadership bench for the future. And so in building that leadership bench for the future, what type of intentional conversations should management be having? It's a great question. Um, So of course one of the things you want to do is understand people's dreams and goals. What is it that they actually want to accomplish? And um, be sure that that's within the scope of what you think you can provide. Because I, I also had a former boss, and my, one of my favorite quotes is, it's kindness to refuse immediately what you eventually intend to deny. 
So if you know that you don't have an opportunity of what somebody's looking for to drag them along and to use their career just to help you when you can't meet their long-term needs, it's much better for you to tell them that in the beginning um, than to, to drag that along. So I think managing um, their dreams and expectations is a really important part of that. Uh, can you tell me about your career and how you've progressed through as an HR professional and what are some of the milestone moments that you've had along the way? My career started a little over 30 years ago. Um, I had worked for a small advertising firm before I came to Chick-fil-A and my intention was to go into advertising. And in fact, I pursued for nearly a year an opportunity to work in advertising and I kept getting turned down. And um, finally a job opened up and I heard about it and so I contacted them and I think they were tired of interviewing, I mean of me, uh, <laughs> pestering them so they invite me in for an interview and I went through the whole process and I got to the last interview and the vice president of human resources said to me he said well you know I have a couple of jobs we have this job in advertising but I have a job in my department would you be interested and um, I was a little bit surprised and he said well go home and think about it over the weekend and I thought well, you know those people in HR are pretty nice they'd be great to work with well of course they're nice they're paid to be nice they're in HR um, but I decided to take the job in HR with the full intent that in a couple of years I'd know where the jobs in marketing were and I'd go back there. Um, but I never did. And um, things took off and I, I, I call myself um, the accidental vice president because <laughs> I, I really, I really, I was married to a pastor. Mm -hmm. I saw myself being the pastor's wife and staying home and raising children. But I was given amazing, amazing opportunities at Chick-fil-A at a young age. There's a lot of responsibility and a lot of autonomy and learned that um, my path was really to help others find their path mm -hmm. and that that was the right match for me. And so mm -hmm. I began doing that work and, and some of the amazing milestone moments. Um, I mean, first of all, one of my favorite things was actually selecting franchisees uh, to feel that connection of the business mm -hmm. and realize that um, what I was helping the business do was select the people that we were going to give the keys to yeah. and that were responsible for the guest experience. Um, that was incredibly fulfilling and the people that I got to meet along the way of doing that. And then the other milestones, you know, it really wasn't so much my, my milestones that I find important, but I love helping people find their path and, and realize their dreams career-wise. And so for me, for one of my team members to get promoted or to achieve what they've been trying to achieve, for me, that's, that really is the thing that gets me up in the morning, I like to say. So you're definitely a leader that invest in in her people and celebrates their wins and successes that's i really should awesome. try to <laughs> that's my intent yes 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 uh you've written a book uh it's called it's my pleasure the impact of extraordinary talent and a compelling culture now uh, i know that there are uh, things you'll, you share in the book publicly about chick-fil-a uh, but it's also a book that says businesses are built by growing relationships with customers Culture is created by the stories those relationships tell. Two of the most important differentiators of a business are its talent and its culture. Why are talent and culture so important? Mm. Well, I go back to what Truett taught us about people decisions are the most important decisions that you make. And um, I think it, it starts, I mean, I think talent helps cre create your culture. And I think it's the culture that you create that attracts and mm -hmm. retains the talent. So it's it's kind of a circle that they work um, in concert with one another. The stronger your culture, oftentimes uh, the greater your ability to attract and retain 
talent. And great talent, I think, um, strengthens your culture. So I think those two work very much hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, great points. And as far as talent and culture, um, the impact that it has on the customer experience, um, what advice or what guidance would you give to a business owner, maybe a startup business owner, small business owner, who uh, invests considerably more time in the product that they produce, mm -hmm. as opposed to the people that are a part of the team? Um, how would you marry the, the, the two? Well, they're obviously both very, very important. When starting a business, um, you have to consider who's going to buy that product. And the only person, and the only, the only entity that's going to serve who's going to buy it is going to be the people that you hire. And so you can have the greatest product, but if you don't have people who um, can serve and create remarkable experiences for your guest, mm -hmm. um, then, uh, you know, I think it's for naught. I think you have to have both. Mm -hmm. You know, at Chick-fil-A, we, we feel like we're known for both great food and great service. We even call it remarkable. Mm -hmm. uh, but those two things have to work hand in hand. And so as a business, um, we always say, you know, people are most important, but we invest probably equally into both of those to be sure that that, that, that balance is there to provide the guests the best experience mm -hmm. possible. And as a, as a resident of Maryland, uh, where Chick-fil-A's abound, uh, which I'm so grateful for, uh, I can speak to that balance, the food, the customer experience, whenever I say thank you and a staffer says my pleasure. Uh, it's one of the things that I, I noticed. Uh, it, it's remarkable because not every other food service uh, company, not every other customer-oriented company has that same level of customer interaction. Um, so it's truly, truly is a remarkable experience uh, that I'm, I'm grateful to experience on a on a weekly basis. Well, we have a great <laughs> market of operators there in the Maryland area, mm -hmm. and I appreciate you mentioning that. Oh so yeah, much. yeah. Uh, let's if if we can go a personal a bit. Uh, who are some of your who have been some of your greatest uh, career influences? Mm. The first one I think about at Chick-fil-A, other than Truett himself, was Jimmy Collins, mm -hmm. who's the former president of Chick-fil-A. And, you know, Jimmy took um, an incredible interest in me when I was really young. And um, at that time, you know, even in our own company, uh, there weren't a lot of female uh, managers, leaders, and he really took an interest and developed me. And that doesn't mean that it was always easy. Sometimes he was really hard on me, mm -hmm. um, but that that helped to shape me. So without a doubt, um, I think Jimmy probably, he was my, you know, they talk about having champion and sponsors. Um, not only was he a mentor, but he was definitely a champion and a sponsor. And I'm really grateful for him. What's interesting is I didn't really have a lot of female mentors coming mm. along the way because I, I was sort of a pioneer at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And, um, and I always tell women that, you know, they think they've got to find the female mentor. But actually, it's really, really helpful to have male mentors because typically, um, the higher you go in leadership, you work with a lot more men. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's good to have that experience because obviously men and women typically approach business differently. Mm -hmm. And it's good to have those male mentors, not
not just um, the female mentors. But, um, you know, I like to say, too, um, we talk about Chick-fil-A, our culture is living life together. And along the way, I had a couple of people that, while they weren't necessarily, uh, they were more my peers than mentors, um, without them and without having those deep relationships where you can just bounce things off of and really wrestle the issues, um, I doubt that I would have um, survived. So I'm really grateful for those friends and peers that helped me in that way, too. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And do you have any other additional advice for uh, professional young women who are uh, making a name for themselves in business? Mm. There, I, I have. A, <laughs> I probably could write a book about that <laughs> of advice some I would advice, give. Some advice, stories. Yeah. You know, we've, we've got some time. <laughs> uh, but the, the number one thing I would say is um, be yourself and and really follow. Follow your dream. Don't try to be what everybody else wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Now, within if, if corporate life is your dream, there's obviously culture that you have to fit into and, and that kind of thing. But seriously, in terms of just building your career and going for it, um, be who you want to be. Don't try to fit the mold of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, I want to jump back to the book. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, we'll bring the interview to a close. And okay. I know you've got a, a flight to catch. Who did you write this book for, and um, what outcomes do you expect them to to have by reading the book? Well, it was really clear who I wrote the book for. It's kind of interesting. I wrote the book, uh, when I wrote the book was important because I'd lost both my dad and Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, had died, and those were the two biggest business mentors in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I was really grieving, and I started writing all these things that had just been in my head all these years, and I started writing a blog that kind of turned into a book. And when it came time to think about publishing it, here's why I thought it was important. It was really about our internal audience. I wanted those of us who learned these important uh, people principles from Truett to never forget them. Um, before his death, it was an interesting thing that happened, but Truett kept calling me over to his office to talk about this thing or that thing. When I say before his death, it was actually about a year before because he was out of the office sick for about a year. But in those last days and months that he was in the office, he would call me over and we'd talk about whatever the issue it was. And then he would say to me, now, Deanne, remember, people decisions are the most important decisions we make. And I was thought, well, Truett's been telling me this for 20-something years. Why does he keep saying this? And then I realized that he really meant he didn't want us to forget that. And, and he wanted to, even at 92 years old, he was still sharing what he thought was most important about our business. And so when I wrote the book, I knew that that was an important thing, is that we not forget what he taught us. And while other things will change because business changed, that we couldn't change what made Chick-fil-A what it is, the foundational principles. And then secondly, there would be people that would come into our organization that would never know Truett. And I wanted them to know Mm. what was important to him. And so it's turned out to be somewhat of an external audience too, (laughs) but it was really, my biggest intent was around the internal audience. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful. Um, They often, I've been told uh, when people pass away or when they know that their time is coming, there is a certain uh, level of clarity and wisdom that they that they bring to those closest to them because that's the essence of what they how they want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for you to capture that in the book, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to diving into that and seeing how I can take some of the uh, principles, some of your secret sauce, and uh, and impact in my my customers and and even in my own business. 
That's so, cool. uh, Deanne, it's, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity because it's, it's very rare when you get to meet the, the VP of HR for a company that you really admire and uh, one that you frequent on a, 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 <laughs> a, a, a frequent basis. Um, the milkshakes, the sandwiches, all of that. <laughs> well, thank you, Joey. I appreciate you being a raving fan of Chick-fil-A, yeah. and it's been great to talk with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so this has been Joey uh, and Deanne Turner with uh, the Business Life and Coffee Show. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.